Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, your home for cooking inspiration plus raw and honest book reviews. Episodes alternate between my two passions, maintaining a simple and efficiently run kitchen and keeping up with this year's hottest books. I hope after each episode, you take away a new idea for your kitchen or a new book recommendation. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. So today, the sound quality is going to be a lot different. Um, I I should have recorded this last night after the kids went to bed, but I just was not feeling it. Uh, So today I'm recording on my deck. Uh, We are outside. I have both boys awake. Uh, Their naps, of course, did not coincide. So you may hear the sounds of sand and toys and baby screeches and cats meowing and birds chirping and the wind and all of the outdoor sounds. So hope you're up for it. Okay, so getting that out of the way. Today I wanted to talk about about my relationship with my phone and motherhood and recommended reading for that topic. Um, Today's phone topic has been weighing really heavily on my heart lately. Um, It's just all about the unhealthy relationship that I have with my phone and how it's impacting my motherhood. But more importantly, like what am I teaching my children by always touching my phone? My kids see me reach for it, scroll on it, send an email, reply to a text, check my email again, download a new podcast, plug in our destination into the maps, update my to-do list, so on and so forth. And a lot of times I'm doing this while not making eye contact with them, while saying, hold on, I'll be with you in just a moment, while giving my attention to my phone. Um... And, you know, no, no, it's not all terrible. Like, there are some really amazing benefits to a phone. I really enjoy having memes sent to me by my cousins and friends, uh, catching up with people on the phone. I like tracking my cycle on Clue and listening to audiobooks. I love my budgeting app. I love looking through my photos that I have on my phone, my digital calendar. I love ordering grocery pickups on my phone. Right, there's, like, so much to love and enjoy about these apps that are, like, right there at our fingertips. But within reason and within very very carefully created boundaries. Um, And like I said before, I almost always have my phone within reach, um, right? Like the boundaries I set a few years prior were incredibly helpful. I had turned off all notifications, deleted social media, uh, and I'm actually proud to say that I've been Facebook free for a decade, which is awesome. Um, I reorganized my apps, deleted any that were just a waste of time and didn't improve the aspects of my life, right? Um, I also set timely limits on certain apps and the most helpful change I made was keeping my phone in the kitchen overnight as opposed to right next to me on the nightstand. However, this instantly got erased when our third baby was born just because the nature of it, like nursing around the clock, meant a lot of like late nights and early mornings on my phone because it's really lonely nursing a baby at 4 a.m. And like, why shouldn't I reward myself with 15 minutes of entertainment on Twitter or ordering something that I definitely don't need from Amazon, right? And now that that said baby is mostly sleeping through the night, um, my phone is now back in the kitchen where it should be. Um, But when I nurse them during the day, I do find myself scrolling. I shop um, and, you know, my older two kids are are starting to notice. They haven't really said anything per se, but I can tell they know that the phone is like 
well, it's given a lot of attention to. Um, a friend of mine recently made a very sobering point uh, that our kids are really the first generation of kids to grow up with parents with cell phones. Um, you know, our generation didn't really have parents glued to their phones to reply to an email or answer an urgent text, right? Um, and recently, I decided to open up the screen time tracker on my phone, and I wanted to cry when I saw that the average was over five hours of screen time a day. Um, that's a crazy amount of time, uh, considering we only have about 16 waking hours if we're sleeping an average of eight a night. Um, so, I, And with that said, I can only imagine how many times a day I actually physically touch my phone, right? So in the last couple of weeks, I've started implementing a few new boundaries for myself. As I mentioned, um, number one, uh, my phone sleeps in the kitchen, which means it's not the first thing I touch when I wake up, nor is it the last thing I touch before I go to sleep, which is really nice. It's probably a book or like a glass of water or just something that's not my phone. Number two, I deleted email from my phone. Um, and at some point, I would really like to create like a, like a hard and fast schedule, like only checking my email twice a day. Um, but for now, removing it from my phone has has been great. Number three, um, if I want to catch up on the news or scroll Twitter, I have to do so on a computer and not my phone. Okay, number four. At home, I keep my phone on the kitchen counter in the same spot that it sleeps. I check it every once in a while, like if I walk by the kitchen, um, just to make sure I haven't missed a call or a text. And most of the time, I don't. Or there are text messages that can just be replied to later. Nothing is ever really that urgent. And that's a really good reminder. And number five. I started carrying around an actual camera camera as opposed to using the camera app on my phone. Um, that way, if I want to capture cute photos of my kids at the park or at soccer practice or even just like around the house, I don't have to have my phone in my hand to do so. Because as soon as we're done taking a photo, there's a good chance that the temptation to check something else like your email or your text or scroll something on the internet or just like waste another 10 minutes on it once it's opened, it's just that temptation is so strong. So instead, I started bringing a physical camera and I leave my phone in my bag. It's really nice. So number six, my husband and I decided to create a no phone zone in our bedroom. Um, so we can have our phone anywhere else in the house except for the bedroom. Um, we've always had a rule of not having our phone at the table, like God forbid, especially during meal times. But now we've added our bedroom as a no-no zone for our phone as well. And just having that boundary set, like I cannot bring my phone into our bedroom is really nice. And number seven, a phone Sabbath. And this is where my husband and I turn our phones on do not disturb mode and throw them in the junk drawer before dinner on Friday night. And we do not touch them until dinner time on Saturday. And it is absolutely liberating. Like I actually want to have an entire post dedicated to what our Sabbath looks like. Um, but for now, um, I'm just going to tell you about our phone Sabbath in relation to my relationship with my phone. So we do phone Shabbats every week and it is beautiful. I love it. I'm so happy with it. Okay. So the two books that I strongly recommend that tie into this particular topic, number one is How to Break Up With Your Phone by Katherine Price. And number two is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, How to Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually in the Chaos of the Modern World by John Mark Comer. 
These are two books that I think are worth revisiting once a year as a refresher. How to Break Up With Your Phone has two parts to it. The Wake Up, where we learn things that will shock no one about how and why our phones are addicting and terrible for our mental health. And part two is a 30-day plan to break up, or I should really say, how to have a healthier relationship with our phones. It's excellent and definitely worth visiting over and over again. And as for The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, I absolutely loved this book and felt every single word resonated so deeply in me. Um, So just a heads up though, the author is a Christian pastor and Christianity and Jesus is very deeply woven into his work, especially this book. Um, So I'm Jewish and personally not a follower of Christ. However, I still really appreciated every word and found this book immensely helpful and life-changing changing. Um, Though I definitely want to let you know up front that it is quite heavy on the Jesus front. Um, And also, I just don't know who needs to hear this, but you are not required to text back immediately, reply to that email as soon as possible, or return someone's missed call the moment you see it. Like, just because you can, someone can reach us at all times, it doesn't mean that we need to reply at all times as soon as possible. Like we are not call centers. We are human beings who want to give our time and attention to the things that matter, right? Like God, our partners, our children, our pets, our parents, our siblings, nature, hobbies, new skills we want to learn, reading, exercising, cooking, and just being alive. Um, like, do we really need to check our phone at the stoplight? Do we really need to scroll while we're waiting in the checkout line at Target, right? So yeah, those are just some of my thoughts on my phone and screen time and just what my children are absorbing by like, what message am I sending by constantly replying as soon as I can, returning someone's call as soon as I can, sending that email, like it wasn't that long ago where like our phones were not like a constant source of just endless amount of like energy and time suck and so I'm really trying to go back to that and I swear I'm like a step away from trading in my iPhone for a dumb phone a phone that only has the capabilities to call and text Uh, the appeal to that is just so strong so it it is something I'm toying with Um, I'm not quite there because again I really do love my phone for having the digital calendar I love being able to pull up a destination and have maps at my disposal and a few other benefits but other than that like I would really like to start treating my phone like it can only call and text and again with set boundaries thank you guys again for bearing with me thank you for listening to my children uh throw sand toys and laugh and shriek and yeah so again this is just life okay thanks for tuning in I hope this was like somewhat helpful and you appreciated hearing my thoughts on my relationship with my phone because something needs to change so yeah okay thank you guys um and oh by the way I am proud to report that since I have noticed my outrageous screen time uh it has gone down and so I'm making progress and you know if you if you have (laughs) if you have it in you to look uh you can see how much screen time you average daily do so and if you're as shocked and horrified as I am then maybe you can implement some steps as well um so again just number one keep your phone not in your bedroom at night number two if you can delete email from your phone number three if you need to scroll the news or any social media do so on a computer number four Four, try to keep your phone in one spot during the day. You don't need to carry it with you everywhere you go. 
Number five, if you're missing the camera feature of your phone, start bringing a camera camera with you. Uh, and number six, create no-no zones around your house, like where your phone is not allowed to go. And number seven, consider doing a phone Sabbath. It is liberating and my favorite part of the week. Okay, thank you guys again, and I'll see you back here next week.